the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. Moneyline Madness, Lundy. Uh, with another slew of games to choose from, it is indeed a smorgasbord of sports betting goodness. And, and you know I cannot resist uh, the three and four leg money line parlays. I like the alt line parlays as well. Uh, I am impossibly up right now for forty units, Lundy, <laughs> uh, largely because of the giant <laughs> heater that has been burning brightly in my neck of the woods here uh, the last couple of weeks. So hopefully. We'll continue to stay ablaze uh, over the slate of college basketball games uh, that, again, start from sunup to sundown. And the last game doesn't even tip tonight until, uh, let me check my notes, midnight Eastern. And it's a doozy in the Mountain West between Colorado State and San Diego State. So let me give you my little four-leg money line parlay, my man. Uh, and, and there's going to be a lot of tequila flowing here at Casa de Evans because it's a Friday after all. Uh, so... This four-legger, much of the uh, the action here is in the early evening sessions. So give me Tennessee, give me SMU, give me VCU, and give me the Dayton Flyers. Uh, SMU taking on Tulsa, who impossibly won yesterday, and I'm going to continue to fade the Golden Hurricane because they're dead last in the AAC and adjusted defensive efficiency. SMU swept them in the regular season. Uh, give me then Tennessee. Uh, who is taking on Mississippi State, a team that they won comfortably over 72-63 to in that game. Typical Tennessee winning formula. Forced a shitload of turnovers, 16 in total, and held the opposition to 0.98 points per possession. Uh, meanwhile, VCU, they got a win to get in, and, and I think they will handle business today and get one of the top defensive teams in all of college basketball inside the top five at adjusted defensive efficiency. And then the Dayton Flyers, a team that has been flying high here uh, of late Lundy, inside the top 20, according to Bartorvik, and overall efficiency since February 1st. So, again, Tennessee, SMU, VCU, Dayton, all four of those win, plus 244 on Bray. How you like that? Oh, I like that one. All right, if I put your feet to the fire, which one of the four is going to screw you? Oh, man. You know, well, the one with the tightest spread overall is VCU. Is and, VCU. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, they're taking on Richmond, and, you know, the Spiders live and die by the three, and if they're living uh, along the arc uh, with Burton's athleticism, uh, you got Gilliard off the bounce, uh, Grant Golden inside. I mean, they, they got some horses that can certainly, you know, compete against uh, VCU. But, again, I think VCU's defense is just too locked down that ultimately they'll squeak by and get the W. All right, all right. I just always like to – because every time I do uh, a parlay, there's always the one game that I'm concerned about. Uh, and so I always like to figure out, okay, so for example, yesterday um, I, I got hit up on Twitter. I put out a, uh, a money line just like you did. I put yeah. out a simple money line parlay. Um, and, of course, uh, somebody hit me up and goes, okay, I really like this, but the one that's got me worried is Marquette. <laughs> 
and they were certainly uh, spot on, were they not? So it was pretty funny though because he he I remember he tweeted that, but he said, "Man, I'm rolling with you." But man, they're they're gonna that one's got me nervous. And he said that by the way, even before tip off. So congrats to us. You know, we have a lot of trolls that follow us on Twitter, but oh, we also have yes. some folks uh, that actually engage and are a part of this and live in the ups and downs with us. And those people are a lot of fun. Yeah, come sweat with us. That's what I always say. We're all in this thing together, uh, trying to you know plunge a dagger into the heart of the uh, sports books across the country. And that's uh, the entire purpose of this little exercise that we do Monday through Friday here for your listening enjoyment. And with that, on this Freaky Friday edition, let's get to it with another Fade 5. Number 5. All right, Lundy, it's dealer call it for you, as it always is, in the National Hockey League. Let's drop the puck and make some bucks how we do yesterday. And what do you got for me on the ice tonight? Uh, well, you remember how I said that there's always a, a leg of the parlay that you're worried about? Yeah, the one that I wasn't <laughs> worried about is the one that kicked us in the nuts oh. last night. The Arizona Coyotes uh, barely what? know how to play hockey. They won? Uh, they beat Toronto in wow. Toronto in overtime, for wow. crying out loud. So those jack wagons can just F off as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we missed on the parlay, and we missed on our two straight picks. So uh, thankfully, I hit a four-legger and a five-legger in college basketball yesterday. So even though the ice was melting rapidly for me, at least uh, basketball did okay. Uh, let's go to uh, the Steel City again, a place we've gone a couple of times here uh, over the course of the last week and a half. The Vegas Golden Knights will be there. They uh, Vegas is uh, uh, you want to talk about just pulling the lever on the slot machine and the thing just like voids out like it's not even working it's just like the lights just shut off and they kick you out of the casino that's how Vegas is playing right now so they go in and take on Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is a minus 155 on the money line so it's a little bit of juice but Pittsburgh should handle Vegas uh, with relative ease Vegas has lost two in a row uh, and they were to Philadelphia and Buffalo now you look at Pittsburgh the Penguins have also lost two in a row, but those were to Carolina and Florida, the two best teams in the Eastern Conference. So one of these teams go in the right direction. Uh, even if you're losing, you're losing to some really tough competition. So I think Pittsburgh handles Vegas tonight. You can take them on the money line if you want at the minus 155, or if you want to take them on the 60-minute line, you can actually get Sid Crosby and company at plus 115. So take Pittsburgh fade Vegas right now because they just have too many injuries uh, and just cannot seem to get the wheels to spin uh, in the right direction. I think Pittsburgh handles them easily. Waddle your way to the counter and cash the ticket on the pins. Number four. All right, let's go to the NBA. And uh, truth be told, Lundy, uh, there are a number of options available. And I was glancing at all of the various player props that are available currently in the marketplace. I can only find one that really tickled my fancy because my attention is so diverted right now to college basketball that I am the dog from up. You say squirrel. And I just, you know, where? What college game we betting on right now? Uh, so that's really where my focus is. But I did like this one, and it's going to be the only NBA prop that I'm going to feature, so I will not have one in bonus time. Maybe Lundy will unearth one that he can toss out a little bit later on. But uh, let's go with the Clippers, Ivaka Zubak. And I'm going to take the over on 19.5 points plus rebounds. 
against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Zubak has been over this in seven of his last 11 contests. And earlier in the season, against the aforementioned Hawks on January 9th, he went for eight points and 13 boards. So uh, definitely got over this combined uh, 19 and a half necessary in points and rebounds in that first go-around. You know the story with the ATL. Uh, they always have the door wide open for the opposition, rolling out the red carpet when it comes to playing defense. Number 27 in the NBA in adjusted defensive efficiency, and they rank middle of the pack in defensive rebounding percentage allowed. So, Zubak, uh, I think it's going to be another double figures in the rebounding category. And if he can get us, uh, again, I think eight is kind of the magic number here for points, which uh, he's averaging north of that on the season. And we'll score another winning ticket. So, Ivaka Zubak, over 19.5 points, plus rebounds against Atlanta, minus 115 at DraftKings. Lundy, fade or follow? Atlanta, ah, the gift that keeps on. (laughs) Uh, Those are the Atlanta Hawks. Yes, I'll roll with you with this on Zubak. Uh, This should be a number you can get over against Atlanta. Again, very forgiving team. And yes, Brad, I do have an NBA player prop in bonus time. So uh, I found found one this morning that I liked, uh, sort of based off the C.J. McCollum news. So I'll share that with you when we come up to bonus time. All right. I I don't know the C.J. McCollum news. So please, I can't wait for it. Educate me. Feed me now. Number three. All right. uh, We'll have to hold off on that NBA bonus time player prop from uh, Nathaniel Lundy. Uh, Let's go to college basketball again, where I'm just uh, hyper and laser focused Right now, let's go to the Pac-12, Lundy. And I don't know if you caught the end of the Arizona game yesterday, but Kirk Kreeza had a nasty ankle roll, uh, one in which he had to be helped off the floor and immediately went to the locker room. And it was in the final minute of the game. Uh, it was already decided for the Wildcats, and it's an unfortunate turn of events for him because he is their starting point guard. He is their primary facilitator. Uh, you have Kier that can come off the bench, but, you know, I think ultimately uh, with a, with Kreese up unlikely to play, uh, this really changes the chemistry of this Arizona team. So for that reason, uh, I'm going to go with Colorado, uh, plus nine and a half. Remember the last time these two teams faced in Boulder, it was a pounding submitted by the Buffs as they stampeded their way through Arizona. Uh, and again, they're catching nine and a half here. Uh, that was a 16-point win uh, there in the Rocky Mountains, and and I think this game is going to be nice and close. You know, Colorado playing uh, for their at-large lives. I think ultimately they're going to have to get the automatic berth if they want to go dancing. But since February 5th, Colorado's eight and one, and over that stretch, uh, they're number 25 in the country in adjusted offensive efficiency, and they're shooting 42 percent from distance. And you look at Arizona; uh, they are not clamped down defensively in their last 12 games, number 102 in the country and adjusted defensive efficiency. So given that flaw, given the fact that it's unlikely that Kreese is going to be able to play and that Colorado has just been ripping cords here down the home stretch, I think nine and a half is too much. So fade or follow, we got to make some uh, bucks with the buffs at plus nine and a half minus 110 at FanDuel. Oh, I had fun and actually uh, and I actually threw a half a unit on CU to win the Pac-12 tournament. So uh, just because I thought, you know, every now and then a team gets a team warms up. Obviously, we saw what Oregon State did last year. They didn't belong there. Hell, they barely belonged on the court this season. Uh, But when you look at the buffs, I really thought, okay, you absolutely laid the wood 
to Arizona back there at the end of February up in Boulder. I'm like, maybe something clicked. Maybe Tad Boyle's got a little bit of momentum with these guys. So I said, F it. And I threw a half a unit on them to win the tournament. I did that, by the way, for for about five of the different tournaments where I just kind of picked kind of somebody in the middle of the pack in terms of the odds. So I'm going to roll with you on this one because of the rolled ankle. See what I did there? Oh, I um, yeah. And I think nine and a half points is way too many for Arizona, especially for a CU team that, as you said, they need to win. Um, they need to, to continue to try to make a statement. And we've seen over the course of the last 48 hours, Brad, as you well know, when these when some of these spreads have gotten up to, say, seven and a half or higher, these dogs are covering, man. Yeah, they are. They really are. Uh, dogs are barking right now in the conference tournament landscape, uh, with the exception yesterday of that team, Iowa State, that I took against Texas Tech. Shh. Stick around for our top plays in the world of college basketball. It's March for crying out loud, plus bonus time in the NHL. More college basketball and that tasty little NBA player prop that Lundy's going to toss out. Number two. All right, let's go to the Big 12. And I know uh, Mrs. Lundy is going to be glued to the television screen watching this one. And it's a familiar foe because they they have played. This will be the third time in like the last uh, two weeks that TCU and Kansas have locked horns. And I'm going to go with the Horned Frogs here. I think uh, eight points is too many. So plus eight for me on TCU, minus 110 presently at points bet. Uh, You look at the prior two meetings. TCU won by 10 in the first one, and the Kansas turned around and returned the favor 72-68 to in a hotly contested game in Lawrence. Uh, you look at TCU, 27 combined offensive rebounds in those two previous matchups against the Jayhawks. A whole lot of Lampkin, uh, the freshman standout, who's a lane clogger along with Miller. Those guys can really get after it on the glass, and TCU defends their tails off, too. Last 12 games, giving up just 0.960 points per possession. Lonnie, this is just a case of some teams match up better than others. Uh, And with Kansas, you know, Dave McCormack, if you can neutralize him in some way, keep Christian Brown off the glass as well, which TCU has done a really brilliant job of. And considering how well they play defensively, eight's just way too many. So give me the Horned Frogs. Great horny toads. Plus eight against KU, minus 110 at points bet. Fade or follow. KU figures out how to play basketball whenever it's like, oh, wait, it's tournament. It's Big 12 tournament time. OK, <laughs> hold on uh, here. Take my Gatorade uh, and and hold on. We got my watch. Yes. Yeah, just I'll be I'll be back in a second. This is like all of a sudden they show up for the pickup games at the gym that actually matter, not the ones that happen at 930 in the morning. Um, I will. Uh, ooh, this is a tough one for it's me. A big Brad. number. It, it, it is a big number, and I think that this game can be close, but I also think that Kansas could wind up pulling away late. So I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I would rather alt-line this to 10.5. In other words, keep it basically at single digits. Um, I would rather alt-line this to 10.5 and, and pair it up with something else, maybe even bump that Colorado up just slightly and put those two together because – uh, I mean, Kansas absolutely uh, laid waste to West Virginia yesterday. Um, I mean, that was not even close. And I know TCU is a better team, but I, I, this number to me feels really accurate. Um, so I would be I would be a lot more comfortable bumping this one up just a little bit, get TCU a little bit more of a cushion because I think KU is going to win this game, and I think down the stretch they could pull away. Yeah, it's going to be tight, but uh, I'm hoping 
that uh, TCU maybe gets a last-second meaningless three, and we score the cover. Number one. All right, let's go to the Big Ten, um, and we got another marquee matchup. You know, my line I are very early today, and, and Lundy, I'm going to be doing live on the line, and as it says in the name, it's a live show while my line are playing. It's like the worst possible scenario for me, <laughs> but uh, you want to talk about somebody who's got to have their attention diverted on live television. That will be me because uh, I'll have a screen in front of me uh, on one side of my feedback screen on the other, and I'll be just, you know, uh, my my mind will be elsewhere for 60 minutes as I'm praying that my line I do not run into that buzzsaw of Indiana after just their miraculous comeback. They had a 28-4 to run against the Wolverines yesterday uh, and, and climbing the mountain and, and planting a flag and Jawan Howard's ass. That was just stunning turn of events. But anyway, I digress. Wisconsin-Michigan State's the other big game tonight. Of course, we've got Iowa Rutgers as well, and there's a, another matchup in there to boo. But I like the Badgers. And full disclosure, Lundy, I saw this line open last night at DraftKings at minus one for Bucky, and I jumped on it. And then I jumped on it again after the third tequila. So I doubled down on it. Uh, I loved it so much. The line has shifted from one to two and a half, and I'm still riding with Wisconsin here. Why? Well, Michigan State's got turnover problems. You saw it yesterday, rear its ugly head yet again against Maryland. Uh, They blew a double-figure lead in that second half. Why? Because they had 11 miscues that led to like 20-plus Maryland turnovers in just the second half alone. So this has been a bugaboo. This has been an ongoing Problem uh, just continues to fester for Tom Izzo and company. And as a result, I think Wisconsin's going to take advantage of some of those sprint out opportunities. And two, uh, you look at Bucky, uh, they split in the regular season against Michigan State. Lost one 86 to 74, won the other one 70 to 62. Uh, but this team, they just find ways to win in close situations. 15 and two this season in games decided by six points or less. It's going to come down the bitter end. That's how it always works with Wisconsin. But in the end, Michigan State's going to make a mistake. Wisconsin's going to get a bucket, and they're going to seal this and the cover at the free throw line. And Johnny Davis and company will survive and advance. So give me Wisconsin. I think they win this thing by four points in the end. So I'm going to lay the two and a half against Michigan State. Minus 110 at BetMGM. Fade or follow. This one makes me nervous. Why you got to keep picking games that are making me pucker up like this? This is not fun, (laughs) dude. This is not fun. I need to start to have a vote in what we're doing here. I need you to stop torturing me with some of these picks. (laughs) Here's why. The last four meetings between these two teams, the underdog is 4-0 against the spread. Um, So I just sit back and go, oh, man, this is one is going to be tight. But I agree with you. Wisconsin keeps figuring out how to win. Um, Now, You can play the devil's advocate in that and you can say, yeah, well, eventually that's going to come up to bite you in the butt if you start to to miss out on that luck factor. Um, But, you know, I I think there's a whole lot of people that are going to go, oh, it's Tom Izzo. It's postseason. You got to bet on Tom. I think Wisconsin handles it. I'll agree with you that it's at a four point. But damn it, I don't like this one. Yeah, I know. It's it's going to be a this serious tough, sweat. Dude. There's no question about it, but I like that a hell of a lot better at minus one, I'll tell you that. But at tape time, we're trying to be fair with what the lines are at this uh, you know current snapshot, and it's now a two and a half, and I still say they do it. And listen, if, if, you, if you're too afraid of it, take them on the money line, slap it together with something else. They there get you it, go. Get it at plus odds. I mean, there's Ugh. there's a plethora of games to choose from where you could do exactly that. All right, Lundy, it's bonus time. Feed me, Lundy. Feed me. 
Give me that uh, little tidbit about C.J. McCollum and uh, that player prop you got tied to the NBA. Well, they they put uh, uh, they put C.J. in uh, uh, health and safety. Oh, um, yeah, so uh, as as good of a run as he has been on for uh, for the Pels, uh, we're sitting back with the fact that you know we already know that Brandon Ingram. Uh, is is out with an injury, and now they've had to put C.J. McCollum into health and safety. So I just put all that stuff together and went, okay, well, this sucks. So then I went to the other roster, and, oh, Brad, give me all the Terry Rozier. All oh, that the was Terry Funston's Rozier. pick yesterday, and it failed miserably for him well, on the serious show. <laughs> but, here's, but here's what I'll throw out there for you, okay? His PRA for tonight, these are all courtesy of DraftKings, because DraftKings has a handful of player props up, but not a lot for this game because of the the injury news and because McCollum's going to be out. But for Terry Rozier, uh, his PRA is at 29 and a half. He's been over that number in five out of his last seven games. And in the sixth, he was right at 29. Um, so he's been he's been at or above this number, basically, if you will, in six out of the last seven. Um, and then I also saw this. His steals... Okay, and New Orleans is not exactly they're kind of middle of the pack when it comes to turnovers. Okay, they're not you know, they're not way up at the top. They're not, you know, this team that tightens down and takes care of the ball. But for steals, for him to have over one and a half steals, Brad, is plus 125 right now. He has been over in five out of his last six games. And in those six games, he has 15 steals in six games. So if you're going to give me an over at one and a half at plus 125, I'm going to take it. Now, like I said, I know uh, that New Orleans does not turn the ball over at the same rate as some other teams do, but that is a tasty plus odds number for a guy that has been really playing his, his ass off over the course of the last half dozen games. So I like the over on his PRA and I like the over on his steals. And then after getting kicked in the nuts last night by the national hockey league, F it. I'm not giving you any more hockey picks. (laughs) I like a mic drop there by Lundy on the NHL. All right, let's go back to college basketball. Uh, I am going to take Rutgers against Iowa Lundy here at plus seven and a half. That's just too many points. And, And I know Iowa did historic things yesterday. I mean, I, I still think they're hitting triples. It's insane what they were able to do. I mean, the hell, they hit 11 threes in the first half alone, and they finished with an absurd 1.52 points per possession scored. I mean, that's like alien, otherworldly production by this Fran McCaffrey team. But the last time they faced Rutgers, uh, they lost to him 48 to 46 inside the rack. And I think tempo is going to be meaningful here. Rutgers going to try to keep this thing in a half court try to prevent some of those sprint outs because that's what Iowa relishes. They relish that fast, up-tempo pace. In that game prior, Iowa had just 0.68 points per possession scored. Uh, again, now the Hawkeyes uh, went nuclear yesterday. They are number two in college basketball adjusted offensive efficiency since February 1st and number 35 in adjusted defensive efficiency. So this Fran team is actually defending but Rutgers, uh, they've been no pushovers over that same stretch. Number 27 overall in Bart Torvik, and number 33 in points per possession scored, netting 54.4% inside the arc. So Moray, I-, I think it's going to be problematic for an undersized front line of Iowa. Iowa gets the win here. They move on to the Big Ten tournament, but I think Rutgers scores the cover at plus seven and a half. And honk, honk, uh, I'm riding the must bus. Uh, I will lay the one and a half on Arkansas against LSU. 
It was a one-point spread last time these teams faced uh, about 10 days ago in Fayetteville, but Arkansas beat uh, LSU prior to that 65-58 to on the road. I-, I just love this Razorbacks team. They've been playing at a top 15 level uh, over the last 40 days, uh, and it's all about the turnover game, and LSU was really struggling in that capacity. Number 295 since February 1st in turnover percentage offense. That's going to lead to some easy buckets on the other end in transition for Arkansas, and LSU really struggling from outside as well, shooting just 31.8% as a team over the last 40 days. Uh, a strange line that we've seen movement in, Lundy, and I'm just not buying it. I'm taking the Golden Flashes at Kent State against Ohio, and it's now a plus one uh, at, at a multitude of sports books, and I don't get it. Uh, did sincere carry come down with a devastating case of uh, dysentery or diarrhea? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me why we've seen this line shift. I actually played it at Kent State minus two. I'm sticking to it. I think they win this game by four or more points. Ohio has slumped down the stretch. Number 204 since February 1st, according to Bart Torvik overall. Kent State over that stretch, they haven't lost a game, and they're number 75 in that same category, shooting 37.4% from distance while giving up just 0.962 points per possession on D. So uh, it was 75 to 52 on February 18th. Kent won in convincing fashion, and I think they're going to sweep the Bobcats, the OHIO, this time around and move on in the MAC Conference Tournament. So, again, Kent State plus one. That seems like a gift from the gambling gods. And, oh, Lundy! Uh, remember, we talked about late night basketball tonight. Uh, I will be drunk, and I will probably wager on Colorado State straight up against San Diego State, uh, which Do is it. essentially a pick. Do it. I like Do em. it. I like him quite a bit. And right before that, if you want an appetizer, here's a little alt line parlay to wet your whistle. Uh, give me Oklahoma plus 12 on the alt line at DraftKings, and I'm going to slap that together with USC. Uh, plus 10.5 against UCLA. So the crosstown rivalry there, and I know SC has really owned UCLA up until the last meeting uh, in Los Angeles game, of course, in Las Vegas. But I think SC's got to keep it close uh, within single digits. So I like that. And then Oklahoma all of a sudden uh, is right back in the at-large conversation after knocking off Baylor yesterday, Lundy. Uh, They are 18-14. and They're taking on... Uh, Texas Tech, and it's just too many points. This game is going to be a slow jam from start to finish. That's the nature of both of these teams. So I think they'll keep that one within a 10-point spread. So Oklahoma plus 12, USC plus 10.5. That's a cool plus 103 at DraftKings on that outline parlay. I have so many more picks, and I'm out of breath, so we're out of time. <laughs> and with that, please follow Lundy on social media, on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review. Would you kindly? Really helps out this show tremendously. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.